0: Welcome to the View Tourism Podcast, I'm Koji bento Williams. The View Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders in the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts. My conversation today is about the role of women in the tourism sector and how our governance structures can be improved to uplift the girl child to the upper echelons of the tourism establishment. My guest is Dr. Pumzile Mlapo Nguka, who is the former executive director of UN Women and current chairperson of the World Committee on Tourism Ethics. The former vice president of South Africa also discusses her mandate as a chair of the Tourism Ethics Committee and how tourism can be a real force for good. Can you introduce yourself and my listeners? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I am Phumzile Mlambumuka. Okay. Yeah, I'm former executive director of UN Women and now I'm back in South Africa.
0: Okay, interesting. That's uh, again, congratulations for, for that wonderful work there. But uh, to start off with, uh, can you tell us more about your stint at the time, with the UN Women? and uh, some of your works that you'd like to share with us.
1: Mm. Uh, Well, the work uh, of UN Women is really um, trying to implement the Beijing Platform for Action, uh, which covers uh, almost all aspects uh, of, uh, of, of women, and we have been pushing Member States to implement the, the declaration, uh, top of the agenda, changing the laws that discriminate against women. Because uh, when they met uh, in, in Beijing um, almost uh, 25 years ago, most countries had laws that discriminate against women overtly. So, the starting point has been to have countries that do not have uh, the, the rights of women compromised, even in law. And uh, in a year, we do about hundred laws in countries, and we're still far from being done. That must just tell you how deep discrimination against law is because legislatures are institutions that have members of parliament who are fairly enlightened and the fact that it is a struggle for change there must just indicate how hard that that work is. Harder in countries where there is traditional and religious authority. And then of course we were also involved uh, in initiatives that helps to uh, change the behavior and uh, the attitude and the norms in society that discriminate against women. For instance, for many countries, uh, to have female genital mutilation, is just you know that's just our that's just our culture. It's, no big deal, so you have to engage them about the health impact and uh, uh, show them um, how this is actually a violation of the rights of girls because it takes a long time because there are so many stakeholders that are involved that you have to turn around. Then you've got issues at work like equal pay, engaging private sector CEOs of companies uh, on equal pay, going to the organizations that brings business together so that you can get a a business associating taking a stand on the issue and then influencing um, uh, their membership Uh, we've seen progress but it's slow yeah it's slow Uh, we also worked on positioning the girl child uh, because discriminating against a girl at that early age has the possibility of taking away her vibrancy, her potential for success at an early age such that she does not even you know fulfill her potential. So engaging with communities, parents uh, shockingly uh, are part of the problem because it is parents who will marry a girl early and trying to engage parents about uh, uh, protecting children's rights and in making sure that uh, the rights of the girl child are protected. in She has access to education in particular uh, of course she's not married off early and ensuring that uh, she grows. And if you think of tourism, you know, a lot of the girls um, that are victims of human trafficking um, are sometimes in a situation where members of their community are part and parcel uh, of that trade. So they are lost to society, to parents, to community. And in some cases, they are stolen, and the community and and the parents do, do not uh, do not know. So you know the work on gender equality is just so extensive. <laughs> By the time I ended eight years, I, I I was feeling it. Yeah, I was feeling it, but. Uh, that that we had pushed uh, the agenda, made the crimes against women visible, gender-based violence, for instance. When I started, it was not something that we talked about a lot. I made sure that in every platform where I could, I would raise this issue as the most dehumanizing form of discrimination against women. And the fact that it happens everywhere. When I would be with an audience, I would say, Some of you right now may be part of the culprits. So we have to fight it everywhere and um, make sure that uh, perpetrators are brought to book. Uh, And the large number of women are actually uh, victims of people they know, their husbands, their partners, their relatives. are the ones who, who violate them uh, sexually, and of course, the beating up of women uh, is also something that women experience at the hands of their of their partners. Yeah.
0: You know. Now, uh, with your extensive you know experience before you, you, know, you got into women, your, your your journey you know as a the champion of uh, the, promoting uh, equality. And uh, what gender equality, human rights, all of that. Do you think that if you look at your own profile as, a, as an African and also what we have, the challenges we have here in Africa, you know, uh, pushed you more to, if you like, bring some of the issues out? We know, like you said, uh, you know. You, the issues that you've been handling were very diverse. Mm. But if we come to Africa, uh, have you seen changes or things that are, if you like, uh, not really exclusive, but are some of the challenges that we, you know, women face that gives you that uh, encouragement to you know, to be able to bring the issues to leaders and all of that? Is it something that informed or influenced the way and the manner that you tackle the issue respect to uh, women issues on the continent? Yeah. But
1: first, let me say gender sc- discrimination is global. Yes. There isn't a region in a country of the world that does not have gender discrimination. Um, in Africa, however, because it is already a poor continent, it bites harder. Uh, on women, because we are already dealing uh, with many disadvantages that uh, women face, and then in addition to that there is cultural uh, there's there's a cultural context in Africa which reinforces uh, gender discrimination. So, while in some cases Mm -hmm we would take a, a more or less uniform approach in fighting the behaviour uh, of of, of, and the impact of patriarchy. We also had a very specific way of fighting patriarchy in Africa. For instance, we have a specific approach to traditional leaders uh, on their role. And where we have a breakthrough, it really makes a difference. You know, in Zambia, for instance, it was the traditional leaders uh, that helped uh, to facilitate uh, girls' access to education and they decreed in the communities that they governed over that it was illegal for parents to take children out of school uh, on violence against women. They were the ones that would find families where there was a violence uh, against women and that ensured that when a law has been passed in parliament at a national level, it will be implemented at a local level where traditional op- authority uh, is is, is dominant, and that was particularly important in Africa because of this dual authority that, uh, that you find in many countries. Um, issues of access to education for girls um, in, in Africa. Uh, again, parents take ch- children out of school, thinking that if children are working in the field, uh, that and um, helps the welfare of the family, uh, or if they marry the child, the child the the child uh, uh, would help to bring income into the family. So when in a country you have uh, laws and policies of the national government uh, that say that uh, uh, children must. Stay at school until they finish, wherever it is possible, because then in some cases children will drop up because of resources. Uh, but where resources are not a problem uh, to the extent that the child might have to be pulled out of school, uh, you have to push that the child stay at, stay at school. When you intervene there on behalf of the girl child, Again, you have to go to the local authority. You go. You have to go to community meetings, and of course, parents uh, are important as the guardians
0: of the children. Wow, well, but mom, if you if you look at now and from the eight years that you've been there. And looking at things now, do you think that uh, you know uh, governance today, as we see in our world, is incorporating you know things like uh, gender equality? Mm. And are you impressed, or do you think that there's more room for us to, to do better, yeah. especially in, you know, in Africa?
1: Certainly, a long way to go. You yeah. know, but I will also not uh, take away from governments, the efforts that they have put uh, into the journey. I mean, take Kenya for instance, and uh, child marriage. Uh, President uh, Kenyatta made that uh, something that is a supreme priority of Kenya. And uh, we had a campaign called Generation Equality, which was for the whole uh, world and member states, private sector, philanthropic organizations, academics, soccer players. We brought everybody into this one uh, uh, action that Generation Equality was, was driving. And Kenya came and stood and said, we as Kenya, we are putting on our, our, our neck on the block for ending child marriage in our country, and we're challenging the countries around us to take on that. At the time when I started, I could never have dreamt of a government to take, to take the, uh, that stand. Or on the issue of access to productive resources. In many countries, access to land, for instance, was not a given uh, to women. But uh, during the eight years that we, together with the the many uh, organizations, because we also depended a lot on civil society that uh, worked with us. We reached a point where many governments actually changed their laws to make it uh, mandatory not to discriminate against women, to make uh, land uh, ownership possible also uh, for women. On gender-based violence, uh, when, for instance, uh, countries were where in Beijing, they probably were just a handful of countries that had laws to deal with gender-based uh, violence. By the time I left, we had reached 100 countries wow. that had laws. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't want to you to misunderstand me. It's still slow progress, but it's progress nonetheless. Are still yes, still wins yes. Too. Also there's still also some. Wins yeah, yeah, too. yeah. I think I'm just hoping that the team. Doesn't lose the momentum. Okay. So they need to be kept, you know, pushing it. Yeah, on it. Going you must bar. be on it. And those countries that have made a difference must talk about what difference it makes in their country
0: so that they create peer pressure. Okay, I'm just on that side, you know, then we will be the tourism. as. Um Again, I, I suppose that it's not just based on, if you like, in the public sector, but you're looking know, at also private mm-hmm. uh, in enterprises and what they're doing themselves in their institutions, you know, all of that to mm-hmm. be able to, to uh, bridge this uh, inequality mm-hmm. uh, gap.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, one of my biggest concerns in tourism um, and, 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 and women is the discrimination against women in the jobs that women have women tend to be in jobs that are not protected and in the pandemic a lot of the women who lost jobs were those jobs where uh, you know it's the employer can just say job over these there is no security and that, that is uh, guaranteed. There is no pay that, that you get if you are terminated. Uh, I mean, people who are clean and cook, these are essential jobs for the industry. Uh, you'd expect that people who do these jobs have got uh, protected and safe uh, jobs. I think as we build back better, recovering from the pandemic, we have to fix that, so that uh, women do not carry the burden of the impacts of the, of the pandemic, even beyond uh, uh, the pandemic uh, itself. And uh, if also you think of ownership, where ownership is screwed towards men, Uh, They are the ones who have shareholders. The financial institutions would trust a man's business plan. Mm -hmm. And even though the people who are the real actors who make the thing happen are the women, they will recognize a male voice. Uh, He is the one who is going to have business written in his name. That is not fair. Women ought to be role players and take a, a strategic, and, and, and decisive leadership in the running of the industry. We know that uh, uh, the tourism industry is about caring uh, uh, for people because you entertain and you receive guests and you want them to have the best possible time in your institution, your your. your, your yeah. And women are good at that. They do it very well, and it's important to turn that talent and ability of women into a product—a product that generates money for them. They must not bring that skill into the job situation as a product which works for someone who employs them. They should uh, be so the ones. Good, you know, yeah. Well, you know
0: directly. Mm. But if you—if we look at also and the fact that again, with your experience. Uh, how? What would be your recommendation in mitigating against inequality, but at the same time uh, to you know to harness uh, the potential of of of, uh, of uh, uh, the woman power you know in the tourism sector worldwide?
1: Yeah, of course. Obviously, education remains important. Uh, you do want uh, women to know everything about. Uh, the industry uh, so that uh, they can represent themselves uh, properly. Uh, it is also important that uh, women work together, that uh, you you have companies where women entrepreneurs have brought their lots together uh, so that uh, they, they, they pull uh, on an an initiative uh, together. They help each other to market, to to present, to come with exciting uh, uh, products. And of course, women can also work and partner with men. Uh, One is not talking about exclusively women doing things just by themselves. But we need to increase the number of women who are in strategic positions. And to the extent that tourism is an industry where governments play a a critical role, governments should ask these questions. When a man comes to bring an idea to government, maybe she's seeking land, or she's seeking permission to do something, you know, who are your partners? Uh, And the government should be able to to sort of nudge uh, the men on, you know, have inclusive uh, business model, uh, bring women uh, as well into their business, not just as, as your workers,
0: but also as your partners. Because in, in the uh, works that uh, you and women, uh, the data point is 54% of uh, yeah. the workforce of women mm. in tourism. Exactly. But it doesn't you know, commensurate with mm. Uh, mm. If you like uh, the position rules, yeah, and, 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 you know, mm,
1: yeah, and, yeah. And the yeah, the, the women are at the bottom of the pyramid. Yes.
0: Mm. But is there, a, you know, one action that you believe that you know is being initiated, or in your view, can be you know, done to at least? I really think that
1: you need the policy okay. intervention uh, because they're not going to do it voluntarily. All right. That has been my experience. You need a policy, so you you also incentivize it by making sure that uh, when people who do tourism uh, need the services and the support of government, those who present companies that are gender-balanced or uh, are led by women, they will have a priority. The government will. A first, look at them.
0: You were appointed at the General Assembly in Madrid as the chair of the World, World uh, Committee for Tourism Ethics. Mm. Uh, if you are to give us a, a bit of what a brief of what that entails. Mm,
1: yeah. Well, I think uh, it uh, entails treating everyone equally and fairly. All the tourist destination and all those who travel to any part of the world uh, getting fair treatment. For instance, travel bans are unethical, especially when they are not based on any credible reason because it discriminates against citizens of particular parts of the world. Uh, Engaging women in the value chain of the tourism industry in its variety That is uh, another important ethical standpoint that the industry should uh, embrace. Uh, Stopping and fighting against human trafficking, uh, which happens with tourism by those who are in the dark side of the industry. Uh, This is something that we should all be concerned and make sure that it does not tarnish uh, the industry. We must also be ethical and provide uh, working conditions that are decent for all the workers who work in the tourism sector, men and women, and make sure that uh, uh, women are not just at the bottom of the pyramid and their jobs are protected
0: now if you look at the, the COP26 uh, the issue of uh, you know climate change mm. and where uh, in a small island state uh, as 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 it is known now uh, you know made a point at the summit that it, you know they always seem to be at the receiving end mm. and where uh, you know countries and they're not polluting mm-hmm. exactly mm. yeah.
1: Uh, yeah yeah i actually think that uh, it is important uh, to treat the countries who are the greatest polluters different from the ones who have contributed so little uh, towards the evolution of climate change and yet receive so much when it comes into the impact of climate change and uh, bad uh, uh, weather and, 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 and climate. Uh, it's important that uh, the, uh, the rich and uh, the big polluters uh, contribute towards uh, the needs of these smaller countries, enable them to survive the many unexpected and uh, devastating impacts of weather and, 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 and climate. Uh, it is also um, important that uh, the industries that are polluting everywhere in the world, but especially in those countries where these industries are so large and have been polluting for over a long period of time, that they take the correctional action to turn around the, the, these industries bringing in green and cleaner industry and to make sure that they, we all manage the transition uh, to clean energy in a just way, that we don't have a, a, a one-side-fits-all because we are not all in the, at the same level. Yeah.
0: Now, if you, um, but uh, don't you think that we ought to also, uh, you know, uh, localize the conversation of climate change to the extent that sometimes when you're back to our communities, Uh, it it, it is being interpreted to be, you know, something that is out there as opposed to our own
1: actions? Yes, we we certainly have to uh, localize it because you can then talk also about uh, the local occurrences. Things that they understand and they can see, and and then point them to uh, actions that they can take locally in their own uh, environment. Uh, we cannot uh, talk about high-level uh, discussions that seem to be far-fetched from the from the local people and the actions that the locals must take must be the actions. Uh, that seem reasonable to them
0: as well. Okay, now as we wrap up our conversation, what would be your advice to government uh, with respect to inequality, uh, uh, you know, uh, human rights as part of the governance process across the board from public to private?
1: Yeah, well firstly I would like to say that it's important that uh, all our governments make sure that we revive and uh, and we bring back the, the industry to its former glory. Yeah. It's everyone's responsibility because we all benefit. And uh, that we remove in the industry all the inequalities that we saw during COVID. Because one thing that COVID showed us it was just how much and how unequal people were treated in our countries and between countries. So that the industry of the future will be an industry which is much more equal in the manner in which uh, it, it works. We, we must make it possible for tourists who are going into any destination uh, they must be able to choose that I actually want to contribute towards uh, uh, limiting uh, my my carbon footprint, and that should be an option that is there. All countries must look for ways in which they could provide those products uh, to their clients because the 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 reducing of the at the carbon footprint is an international endeavor. It's not something that people of country A must do. It must be part of the religion. From where you stand and where you start your journey to where you are going, you must be aware of what is happening to your footprint. And when you arrive at those countries, join in with the people in that community and assist them. I think all tourists must take the responsibility to support the communities that host them uh, to uh, migrate into a more climate progressive environment and vice versa.
0: Tomorrow is International Day for Women and if I'm privileged to, to be able to, to, you know, to speak to you now is to what will be your message for for, I mean, for the world uh, in terms of because we've been celebrating it to mark the importance of you know, uh, the role of women in, in our economies and in our lives. What will be your, your message to the world?
1: Yeah I mean I would uh, say at this point as we are coming out of the pandemic which disproportionately affected women. To say we need to sustain a response that significantly uh, addresses the issues that women suffered. Two thirds of the jobs that were lost during the pandemic were lost to women. Let's see that we bring interventions that will address the two thirds, not bring the interventions that will address just a handful of women. Let's also make sure that women are in the significant positions of their countries and institutions so that women are able to make the decisions that have to be made at this time. And lastly, and very important, let us continue to fight the pandemic of violence against women because it is another pandemic that needs a fight that is as significant as the fight that we marshalled to fight against COVID.
0: Okay, now uh, this is a surprise one but uh, uh, it's about your you as a role model mm-hmm. not just to Africans, not just to women but to, to you know to the uh, entire uh, world. Well, what would be your message for young people, particularly for women mm-hmm. because in our part of the world it hasn't been easy and you've had an illustrious career mm-hmm. from you know uh, know, moving from the public space into where you've even retired now and Mm. now still you're doing a lot of uh, you know work Mm. for for africa Mm. and for the world what would be your message for people who aspire to you think should pick up uh, whatever opportunity they have to 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 progress in uh, in life Mm.
1: well i would call on young people and as well as women in general to occupy the space and Do it in a meaningful way so that wherever you are, people must feel your presence. Uh, Play your role, don't be self-effacing. Don't think that what you are bringing to the table is less than. What you are bringing to the table is just as important. And it is important to signify that by the actions that you take. And make sure that when there's discrimination against you all, discrimination uh, uh, against someone else. Call it out. Never allow a situation for bad behavior to thrive in front of you.
0: Call it out immediately. Okay, now as you retire and all of that, now you're not moving from conference to conference advocacy. What is it like, you know, uh, being uh, at, you know, at home if I may well, use the word?
1: I have to tell you, I have not experienced
0: that. <laughs> it's not happening, it's worried me so much. We need you more, not Sorry? just that we need you more in, you know. Yeah, but I,
1: ha- I I have to package it better. This is not, no, it cannot be like this. Okay. Yeah, it's, um. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still feel like I have a diary, like I'm working in the office. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much. Mom. Yeah, yeah, okay, thanks.